0: Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Friday, June the 2nd, 2023. It is currently 12.06 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. I want you to think about this carefully. Let's say it's a Thursday afternoon. Maybe it's a light rain, it's really cloudy, it's gray. And you're just sitting at home and you're like, well, I don't know if I really want to sit here. It's kind of a dreary day, but I kind of want to be out in the rain. I kind of want to be out in it. So you decide to grab a notebook, a Bible, maybe a book bag, a couple of pencils, of course, because you're godly. OK, you grab some pencils and you get in the car, you're driving in the rain. You know, you got the windshield wipers and you're like, oh, OK, it, there's you know, you kind of kind of like the, the vibe. And, and you're like, you know what, I'm going to go to my favorite coffee shop, my favorite coffee house. And you go to your coffee house, you find a place over in the corner right next to a window so you can hear the rain hitting the window. It's gray and cloudy and it's kind of dark and you're in the back corner. You grab your Bible, you grab your notebook and you start reading your Bible and just start working, maybe doing a chapter summary method, or maybe you're, you're working on the homework for the Bible study exercise podcast series, whatever. You're, you're just sitting there and you're just, you're, you're, you you just, you're drinking your coffee. It's just, you just love the whole vibe. It's just this perfect, relaxing, calm vibe. You really love it. And all of a sudden someone's sitting kind of next to you all right. At a table just, just across from you looks over and says, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt, but can, can I ask you some questions? Cause I see that you're reading the Bible and you're like, Yeah, you, you can ask me some questions. I'm like, Okay, great. Can, can I come sit with you? And you're like, Sure. So they come, they grab their cup of coffee and they come sit down and there's the two of you sitting in the back corner of a coffee house, the rain coming down. It's kind of dark. It's soft music playing in the coffee house. And the person starts says, "Well, I've got some really kind of deep, serious questions, and and I, I want you to try to help me with this." And you're like, "Okay, sure. I, I love questions." And they're like, "All right." So you read the Bible. So I'm assuming you believe in God, right? And you're like, "Yeah, I believe in God." Yes. And you would you would you would say that the Bible teaches about a God who is all powerful right like all powerful he can he can do anything right and you would be like yeah okay yeah basically yeah god is we call it omnipotent god is all powerful and he was like okay okay and do you believe that like god is present everywhere yeah we call that omnipresent uh, so omnipotence and that, uh, we, we see, he's, see, he's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. And do you believe God, like, knows everything? Like, everything? Yes. We call that omniscience. He, he knows everything, real, actual, possible. He knows everything from the beginning to the end. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. And you're like, and the person's like, okay. Do you believe God is loving? And you're like, yeah, yeah, God, God is, uh, love. God is love. He loves. And do you believe, like, for like do you believe that like for God, so loved the world, yeah, I believe God loved the world, oh, okay uh, so you so do you believe, um since you since you read the Bible, do you believe, um that life is somehow like sacred, there's a there's a, a, you know, like that there's like a value in human life. And you're like, absolutely. We believe we're, we're, we're very, you know, as a, as a, as a believer, I believe that life is sacred. We call it the sanctity of human life. We believe every life is sacred. There's a sanctity to that life. We are created by God. We are created in the image of God. Every life is valuable. And then the person says, well, do you believe God? believes every life is valuable? Do you believe God sees the sanctity of human life? And you're like, absolutely. And now you're getting maybe a little nervous because you're like, where where is this going? Where where is this? Maybe you're now feeling like, well, I don't know how am I should be answering these questions. And the person says, okay, I hear you. I understand what you're saying. But as I was as I was sitting over there, I was looking at my iPad at some news articles. And this news article popped up. And you're like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. And you start thinking about all of your answers. And the person kind of gets quiet. He opens his iPad. And he reads this headline. Dated June the 2nd, 1043 a.m. Headline, 11-month-old girl dies after left in car for three hours during church service. Mom arrested. The incident occurred in Palm Bay, Florida. Parents it seems goes to church and they leave their 11-month old girl in the car Now we may not have all the details the person is saying this to you it says but I don't understand if your God is all powerful if your God is present everywhere at all times if your God is all knowing and if your God loves and if your God believes that somehow our lives are sacred and, sank- and there's, there's some sanctity to our life, he couldn't find a way to save 11-year-old, 11-month-old girl. Not 11-year-old, 11-month-old girl. He, he, couldn't, he couldn't find any way that someone could just walk by and see the kid in there, that something, something would have happened. I mean, it was 11-month-old girl. God couldn't spare her life. Now as as this person looks at you, what do you what do you say? How do you respond? What 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 cliché? What little just pat answer are you going to pull from your book bag? Let me read the article to you. 11-month-old girl dies after left in car for three hours during church service. Police have arrested the mother of an an 11-month-old girl who died after they said she was left in a car for three hours where her mother officiated a Florida church service. Police in Palm Bay responded Sunday around 11 p.m. to report of an unresponsive infant in the vehicle of Mount of Olives Evangelical Church. When they arrived, they learned the infant had been left in the vehicle for approximately three hours while the mother and her family attended services, the Palm Bay Police Department said. The initial invest investigation revealed that the mother arrived late to a church service she was officiating and believed the victim was brought inside by a member of the church. The police apartment said in a statement Thursday night, approximately three hours later, after services concluded, the mother no- noticed that the child was not inside or with any church member and immediately responded to her vehicle where her child was found still in the car seat and unresponsive. The infant was transported to a local hospital where she was later pronounced dead, police said. A police department, a police department spokesman said Friday, they have not yet received the medical examiner's final report for the official cause of death. The girl's 37 year old mother was arrested Thursday night and is being charged with one account of aggravated manslaughter of a child, police said. Calls to Mount of Olives Evangelical Church were not answered. This is an unfortunate incident and our condolences uh and prayers go out to the family. She goes to church. She thinks a church member if we if we go with the story, somehow got the child out of the car. She officiates. She's involved in the church service for three hours. Afterwards, she's looking for her child and realizes nobody has the child, runs to the car, and there's her child, unresponsive. She wasn't going to, you know, a, a crack house. She wasn't going to someplace sinful or ungodly. She wasn't going to a drag show. She wasn't going to a, a Pride Day event, like just using all the things Christians yell and scream about. She was going to church, and where was God. Now, even at the end of the article, we pray for the family. What, are you going to pray to the God who did not intervene in any way, shape, or form? Now, if you're sta- sitting across from a person at a coffee house asking these very legitimate questions, your first you, you you may first feel attacked and, and feel like they're attacking your faith and you may get defensive. That's what t- Christians tend to do. They get very defensive, right? They get very, in some cases, argumentative. I don't know if you can be defensive. You should not be defensive or argumentative. What can you say? I really want to put you in that place. I want you to be, I want you to ima- imagine yourself sitting in that coffee house and you're looking at this person looking for answers. Look, at, maybe there's a little... Anger in their voice. Maybe they're frustrated, but why would you not be frustrated if there is a God and he loves and he's all powerful and all knowing and present everywhere at all times? He can't save the life of an 11 month old child who all she's just sitting in the car seat and as her mom goes to church, nobody, God couldn't. And remember, Christians are always saying God speaks and God guides and God directs. Well, why couldn't he guide or direct someone? I don't know, to the car. Why couldn't he speak to someone in the church service and say, hey guys, uh you forgot the child? All the all the stuff that many Christians say, God spoke to me here, and God said that God couldn't talk to anyone in the entire city and say, hey, I there's a child. And, a, and God couldn't speak to anybody. Like all the stuff Christians say, God guides, God directs, God speaks, but he couldn't get one person. To just go go to that parking lot, go, oh, either the door is locked, smash the window, call the cops, do something. I mean, all I mean, just think about all it would require. God could have just had the window just fall out, just fall out. All the windows of the car just. And then at least there had been plenty of air coming in. And then, and then most likely someone would have heard maybe this, the crying baby. I mean, like it wouldn't have required anything. Much, or, just, just, or, or just even in a much more natural way, if, if the windows didn't fall out, just have someone walk by. 11-month-old child died Well, the mom's in church. See, when we're sitting in church and we're, we remove ourselves at that moment from all of the realities and the harsh realities of life, right? Pain, suffering, war, human trafficking, child abuse, sexual abuse. When we remove ourselves from all of those horrors and we just talk about God in church, we make lots, lots of claims about what God is doing. We make lots of claims. God is our protector. God is our shield. He is our rock. He's our refuge. He's the, you know, he guides, he helps, he protects. And, we, and, and, and many Christians tell all of these stories. And here's an 11 month old child, 11 months. The child didn't even make it to a year and is dead, gone. I mean, how do you, how do you reconcile that with, the, with the, what we claim as Christians? Now, I, to ask these questions, Christians get mad. They get defen- Don't get mad. Don't get defensive. Imagine yourself in that coffee shop. What do you tell this person? What is your philological answer to this person at this moment? If, 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 you're, if you turn the question around and you ask me, what would you say to the person? At the, I would tell them I have no answers. I would tell them that I, as much as you question and struggle with this, I question and struggle with it just as much as you do. As much as you're angered by it and frustrated by it, I am angered and frustrated by it. I would not in any way try to pretend to be all sanctimonious and spiritual. I'd be like, I, I, it drives me crazy as much as it does anything else I don't understand. I, I could, you know, someone could say, well, well, at least if you believe in God, there there has to be a purpose and a plan in it. I, I mean, I guess that that makes you feel better that there's a purpose and a plan in it. 11 month old child basically suffocating, dying in a horrible way because of the heat inside of a car. I can't even imagine that. Like, I, I like I, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know how you find something. I don't know what you do with that. I know I struggle with it. But at the same time I know the Bible speaks of difficulties and tragedies that hit people even in even in even the Bible records. But now sometimes they give us some answer. Like I mean sometimes the answers aren't any good, right? That's one of one of the reasons I love the book of Job, right? Because Job is never given an answer. See, Job is never even told what the reader of the book like we 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 are told what happened. Job in his life, he didn't he didn't understand what happened. Like in some cases, he we we're not. Job is a reminder that we may never be given the answers until maybe eternity. And I don't even we I don't know if we can one hundred percent know what we will know then when it comes to certain things that happen. But there's people in the Bible. I mean, think about David. All right, just think about David. God is like, hey, you're going to be king, but then he has to suffer Saul trying to kill him, and all of those things. Like, why, why did God create? Why would why would David be in that kind of situation? The children of Israel. Why would God bleed them into the wilderness, where then they're gonna? He knows that they're going to rebe- He could have just dr- take them out of Egypt directly to the promised land. We're not stopping for anything. Just keep moving, right? We're going directly from Egypt right into the promised land. But no, he all he leads and guides in a situation where then an entire generation dies off because God led them into a situation knowing exactly what was going to happen. It makes no sense. Why would God set up a situation where Joseph had to suffer all of that simply so that he would now be like the second in charge. And so to ensure that the people of Israel could get food, God could have worked out that they get food without even giving, having to go down to Egypt. Right? He could have, he could have, he could have had them, he could have just taken away the famine in the land where they, Jacob and his sons did not have to go down to Egypt to get food. Joseph would not have been sold into slavery to end up there. He could have found a different way. To There's all these situations where you're like, why did it work out that way? We're never given any easy answers. Ever. I don't have any good answers. I just know this, that the Bible is just as open and honest with these crazy kinds of pain, tragedy, difficult situations that seem to make no sense in light of other passages that talk about God's power and God's intervention. You got like, sometimes it's so weird. Like you can read the Bible and like, whoa, God intervenes here and he shows his power. And and then you got these other situations like, well, why would God work? If he has the power to part the Red Sea, wait, why then create a situation where Joseph has to suffer all of those years simply so that his that people can be fed? If you can part the Red Sea, I don't think you need to have to go through that much difficulty. Like, like, there's just so many issues. Like, on one hand, there's just this mighty display of power, and then there's other times like, well, where is the God who parted the Red Sea? Where where is the God who rained down? fire on Sodom and Gomorrah. Where is the God who intervened in these massive ways? And there's other places like where, why, why wouldn't God intervene here? Just as confusing in the New Testament. Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead, but doesn't even bother to go visit John the Baptist while he's in prison. So, so I, I think not only is life is confusing, life is just as confusing as what we read in the Bible. That doesn't help me, but it just makes me realize that just reading the Bible should not lead me to to an idea that God w- works in a certain way when I mean, he doesn't even necessarily work a certain way, even in scripture. There seems to be sometimes this weird, thing. I, I think that should, that's, at least this helps me. I don't know I don't know if there's any easy answers. But I wanted you just to be aware of that news story and I want you to just think about it today. What would you say to the person? What do you say to that mom? You came to church I don't know what she was doing in the service. I don't know. You know like the, 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 they keep updating the news story. We get a little bit more information each, each day, so I don't know if we're going to get more information. But let's just say if what we see right now seems to be rel- relatively accurate. Obviously, the story is constantly being updated. It was updated again today. Now we get more information because the mom's arrested. Um, when I first saw the story, she hadn't been arrested. Um, but just think she went to church. Her child's dead and now she's arrested. It would have probably been better for her not to go to church. Like from from a human perspective, hey, skipping church would have been the right thing to do. You went to church to worship God. You went to church maybe out of some sense of obedience. You went to church because we're not to forsake the assembly and your child is dead. like i like i don't even i don't even know how to process that Inside a church where I guarantee you people in that church, I can almost guarantee probably, probably about a 100% certainty that those people in that church say things all the time like God told me this and God said this and I felt God leading me this and God this and God this and God that. And no, and, and the God who supposedly speaks to them and leads them and guides them and directs them, not God, that same God could not get anyone out to that car in time for the baby to be saved. I mean, come on, that's, that's mind boggling to me like that, that I do not know how to even process that. Now, of course, I don't believe God is speaking to anybody outside of scripture. I don't believe God is guiding and directing and speaking to you outside of the Bible. I believe God guides, directs, and speaks to us through scripture alone, right? And this is just another example of why I reject that nonsense that God is speaking to people and doing all that because it, it, it. This would be the perfect time to God to say something to someone. I don't know how big the church is. Don't know anything about it. But, I mean, what do you say to that mom? What do you say to the person in the coffee house who's just legitimately sitting there on a rainy Thursday struggling with, like, where, where is your God? Where, where, where is your God? That's not a wrong question to ask. Even the psalmist sometimes, even the psalmist sometimes would scream out, where are you, God? Why have you forsaken me? Where are you? Just remember, I'm going to reach down and grab my Bible. Just remember, Psalm 22, Psalm 22, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why are thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? O oh, my Lord. Oh, my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not, and in the night season, and am not silent. He, he, he's crying out to God. He's crying out to God, and he doesn't know where God is. He goes on to describe himself, Psalm 22, look at verse 15. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaw, and thou hast brought me into the dust of death. Like he talks about his suffering, but then all of a sudden, like this, this is a Psalm of David, and he's like. Where are you, God? Where are you? I'm, I'm in pain. I'm in suffering and you're no, nowhere to be found. You're not listening to me. You're not helping me. Where are you? 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 And then in the very next Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. And you're like, how can those both be the reality of a person's life? How can someone's life be Psalm 22 and then turn around and then go, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. It sounds like you wanted a whole lot of things in Psalm 22. How do we wreck? Because that's how life is sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't seem to, like, sometimes God is, and then sometimes what, what is going on? It's the it's the confusing part of, of the Christian life. Now, on one hand, I do believe the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In regards to my salvation, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures and leave me beside still waters. I believe if all of that references just to my salvation— then yeah, I can make all of that as a poetic description of salvation, my positional standing before God. But in practice, life, many cases, is God. My God, where are you? Where are you, Lord? Where are you? You're nowhere to be found. Why are you not helping? Well, why did you not save me from this situation or this situation? Why did I suffer this and this and this? In my position, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, I have everything I need, I have peace with God, I, all my sins are forgiven, everything is wonderful and great. And practice, man, life, where is God? War, death, destruction, abuse, A child, 11-month-old child dying in a parking lot of a church. See, Christianity is nice and easy when you isolate it from the real ugly parts of life. But when you look at Christianity in light of the pain and suffering in life, it can make it very difficult. I wish I had simple answers. I just know right now, I don't know where that mom is. And if the story is reported as accurate, that she just really thought someone else had gotten the child, she was running late and in a hurry, some miscommunication. She's sitting there now living for the rest of her life, wherever, whether she goes to jail, doesn't go to jail, that her 11-month-old child is dead. And God did not intervene in any way, shape, or form, and as far as preserving that child's life. Email me newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Love to get your thoughts and your emotions and your struggles. With this very type of thing, because I know I can't be the only one who asks these kinds of questions and struggles. And if you're ever at a coffee house and someone is asking these hard questions, don't get defensive. It's not about winning an argument, it's not about winning a debate. understand the difficulties of these questions em- 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 you know have show some empathy you know show some empathy Sy- symp- show some sympathy show some understanding and acknowledge that sometimes we just don't have the answers thanks for listening God bless